from the moment that we moved in, essentially, my husband started to experience like health problems in there. And we weren't at first we thought, oh, it's maybe it's just stress because we were you know, stressed from like moving, leaving Seattle, which we loved. We right. were, you know, he was looking for work at the time. We were adjusting to everything that being new. And so we wrote it off for a little bit. And then after about a year, we decided like, oh no, something deeper is happening. Welcome to Happy Home, your space clearing podcast where my mother and I explore the world of space clearing. Join us as we share real-life case studies and success stories of removing negative energies, spirits, poltergeists from people's homes, helping them create a harmonious and balanced living environment. Whether you're into energy work, spirituality, feng shui, or simply want to learn more about space clearing techniques, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week and discover the power of space clearing for yourself. Subscribe now to our podcast and start your journey towards a happier, healthier and more vibrant home. And we are live for a new episode for Happy Home, the Space Clearing Podcast. And I couldn't be more excited. You guys, Emily is here. And for those of you who do not know Emily, of course, we will dive into who she is, all about her podcast, how we met. For those of you who follow Female Sopreneurs, my other podcast, she's been on there too. And I will link everything in the podcast description. But hello, Emily. Welcome. Hello, Laís. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful that you're doing this. So for those who do not know, Emily is one of my space clearing clients. That's how we originally met. And that was more than a year ago now, I assume. Huh? Gosh, time flies. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah, it was in spring of last last year. Yeah, yes. I think March or April. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what I wanted to dive into today, amongst other things, is the fact that Emily and her husband were recommended to sell their house back in the States. And I wanted to share about what happened since then. Like they had this whole transformation and like a whole new lifestyle that I can't wait for, for Emily to share of what happens when you take that permission slip. But sometimes that's all I do, right? It's give people the permission. Hey, you know what? It's okay. Sell your house, move on. There's something better waiting for you. And to just encourage people to step out of that traditional thinking oh, I bought my forever home I have to stay here forever even though nothing is working out in that house and it's actually causing serious harm or health issues for people that it's okay to let go and I think it was so beautiful to witness you guys take that decision and to let go and to detach and you know all of it but before we go into this. Can you share just a little bit about who you are, who is Mitch, your husband, and a little bit of your background before we dive into space clearing? Sure. So I have a podcast called The Healing Corner with Emily Tennyson. And my husband, Mitch, is a design, he has he owns a design consultancy. So we met together in Chicago at a design agency where I was doing account work and he was a design director 
and we met there and we both are super into design and visual arts. We both have art degrees and we also are now sort of spiritual seekers. We find ourselves being really drawn to spirituality and energy work and much I'm sure of what led us to finding you. <laughs> so we, we came to see you, I guess, after we had lived in Seattle for a little bit, mm-hmm. we decided to live there and we ended up having a baby there. And when he was about one year old, we made the decision to take a full-time job for me back in Chicago that moved us there. And so we, the only reason we did this was because we wanted some more financial stability and then also to be near my parents who live in the Chicago suburbs. I grew up there and we wanted to explore if that would be something that would make us happy living in the Midwest again and being close to family. So that's what brought us back to the area. Interesting. I didn't know that. No, are you really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we we felt some excitement and kind of also some urgency around finding a home when we got back to the Chicago area. So we had been looking for a few months and finally found a home that was about 10 minutes away. Actually, my husband will say it's seven minutes exactly. We timed it one time. Seven minutes from my parents and really convenient if you're living there. You know, it's on a train line. It was walkable to a downtown area. It had a lot of resources for kids and for families. And it was a wonderful place, you know, to raise children. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, So, yeah, I maybe you want to share like what even brought you to the decision to contact a space clearing expert? Sure, sure. I can dive <laughs> into that story. So I'll back up a little bit. When we were in the house buying process in the Chicago suburbs, we found our home that we ended up purchasing. And I was probably more into the house than my husband was. Mm-hmm. He didn't really hadn't really given it a second thought until I said, hey, this house was super cute. It was in a great location. I liked that it was on top of a hill. We loved sort of the vibe of the neighborhood was really nice. We noticed there were a lot of kids on the street. So as a parent, that becomes important, you know, later. (laughs) So we took a second look at it. We were able to get a great price on the house. We ended up buying it. And from the moment that we moved in, essentially, my husband started to experience like health problems in there. And we weren't at first we thought, oh, it's maybe it's just stress because we were, you know, stressed from like moving, leaving Seattle, which we loved. We were, you know, he was looking for work at the time. We were adjusting to everything that being new. And so we wrote it off for a little bit. And then after about a year, we decided like, oh, no, something deeper is happening. So we started looking into functional medicine. He, he had, he won't mind me sharing that he is healing from an autoimmune condition. And so he was already on pharmaceuticals at the time. And we explored a functional medicine doctor for about a year. So really overhauling his nutrition. I did the same thing. Cause like, as you know, right. When you have a partner or a family, it's much easier if you're all just kind of on the same diet. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I ended up doing it with him and it's called the autoimmune protocol. 
anyway, we did that for about a year and his condition improved quite a bit. So he was experiencing symptoms of like sinus infections, coughing, just lethargy, like just very, yes, slow, I guess. And just brain fog, you know, all these things. And so diet improved the majority of it. However, he still was experiencing these like chronic sinus infections and coughing like every morning, every night, pretty much. Mm. So we did that. Then we did mold remediation. I thought maybe it's mold. And so we had someone basically tear down all of our walls in our basement. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, we wanted to remodel anyways. So we thought, well, just rip it all out. And they found nothing. They, they, they found some like latent, like asbestos. They're like, you have to dig this up, but like you could, if you wanted to. And so we said, oh, just take care of it. And so we got all that cleaned out, but there was no mold there. And so another year goes by, we're still experiencing the same stuff. I had a second mold company come in. They were scratching the floorboards of our kitchen. They were making holes in our walls. They did air testing. It's like one of the most reputable companies in Illinois. And they, they also did not find mold. And my husband was saying, I'm telling you, it's, it feels like it's in the walls of this house. And I, you know, he was there. I said, there's nothing here. Like they're not finding anything. So finally, I think it was the the final year we were there. We were also just arguing a lot. Like I, I found us feeling just sort of unhappy with the routine that we had created and this life we had created there where we're both working long hours. And although we loved our neighborhood and our neighbors, there was something about the vibe of the house or the, just the lifestyle, you know, being in the Midwest Mm -hmm. that we were, we found ourselves craving more. And so we were noticing that we were just, yeah, arguing a lot. The pandemic had just happened. Oh gosh. You know, everyone's lives, right. Had like sort of, totally, but especially ours. And we were also, enjoying like these guests I was having on my podcast, which had moved into energy healing work. And so one of my guests, Marissa Cecilia is an energy healer in Boston. And her and I started to have a conversation about energetic, like protection and healing. And she had mentioned something called space clearing. And I had told her like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, we have this one room in our house. That's a little weird. It's my son's room. It feels off in there. He doesn't like sleeping in there by himself. And maybe that's something I should look into. And so we, you know, she was talking, she was just raving about the effects of it. And so that got me on this like search, right? Locally in Chicago. I emailed no less than 12 people in oh, my area. No many. <laughs> no, no one got back to me, Laise. Nobody. That's crazy. So no. She said, Marissa was very, she said, you, you know, if you can find someone local that can come to your home. So no one was responding. It had been like 10 days, right? Since I had sent these emails. And so finally I said, okay, I'll open it up to like a remote a space clearer. And so I did a Google search for that. And your name popped up on the first um, <laughs> Google page, which was wonderful. So, so fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I thought, okay, I'm going to check her out, you know, and I'm looking at your website. And what really sold me was actually the questions that you ask, right? Mm-hmm. Like, these are some questions you might want to ask if you think you need like some space clearing. And I remember just thinking my, you know, like, yes, to every single one. It was like, are you experiencing health issues? I was like, oh my God, yes. Are you and your partner fighting? I was like, yes, we are, you know, and, 
you know, is one of the rooms in your house feel weird or whatever? And so it was just like checking each thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so ready to pay Laise to do this. And then I thought, let's just meet her first. And so that's, that's kind of how it all came to be. And we would not have gotten there had we not exhausted, right? Like all these other sort of like, quote unquote, practical things like doctors and mold remediation and all that stuff. It really opened our eyes to, well, maybe there's something energetically happening. So that's how we came to meet you. Wow. No, that's amazing. Especially it's incredible that 12 people did not come back to you. That's insane. No, I thought that, and, and it was funny because after I contacted you, And we decided to move forward. Then people started responding. So I thought, oh, I think yeah. I was just meant to meet ladies. Yeah. After 10 days, that's a long time to reply. <laughs> I know. I was, yeah, I was very surprised. I thought, yeah. Well, lucky strange. me. Lucky me. Yes. Oh lucky my God. Too. You guys, <laughs> since then we became friends and Emily has been such a source of expansion for me, my business. It's incredible. But yes, well, thank that's. You. Let's just continue first with the story here before I share what the source of inspiration you've been to me. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. No, so you contacted me and you scheduled yourself in for a free video chat. Mm -hmm. I did. Yes. And I remembered you explaining the process. And then I also remembered you saying that you had already, you were already receiving messages about our space and that you were already sensing a female spirit and we just thought you know what we will take advantage of your assessment which I think is like $97 to to have you just like really dive deeply into our space and if there's something there we can decide to move forward if not we can just say like nice to meet you thanks for <laughs> surveying our space so you surveyed our space and I remember you came back and said okay, guys, a lot of information came through. And in the decade that I've been doing this, your home is like one of the worst <laughs> cases I've ever seen. Oh, gosh. We weren't really expecting to hear, right? And I don't know why. I think it's because like, we just, I don't know, we have like a cute house, you know, and it didn't, I don't know, we weren't expecting that. And so immediately, I remember you saying that a lot of domestic violence had taken place in our home. and we sort of got chills hearing that because we lived at, we lived in a very old farmhouse type building, you know, was for, I think it was built in 1905. Mm. And, you know, you had said that a lot of that energy was living in the walls still, and that a woman had even been strangled in our home, which was disturbing to hear. And also that the couple before us, we were sort of taking on their energy and they had gotten divorced while living mm. in the house. Yes. And so a lot of that energy perhaps was affecting our relationship and also just our energy in general. And then you had also mentioned that our home sat over a body of water. And I thought to myself, like, what is she, what is Lai saying? And then Mitch, who was joining the call with me said, oh yeah, there's those two wells that we had to get capped on our, on our property before we moved in. And I thought, oh my gosh. And so you had said, yes, you know, it's one thing if the water beneath your home is moving, right. But it's another, if it's just sitting there stagnant because all that energy has nowhere to go. And it was sort of just like coming up into the walls of our home, yes. which is exactly what my husband had intuited. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. 
and then you had said too that you had been sensing that Mitch was sort of energetically sensitive and that it was very unhealthy for him to have this, to be in this kind of environment. And I remember asking like, oh, it's weird because Johnny and I feel okay. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of decided like, oh, perhaps, you know, your husband is sort of like the canary in the coal mine being like, hey, there's something like not quite right. And yeah. so you had said, you know, this is what's happening. And so that could be an explanation. And then, okay, so I thought that was it. Then you said, oh no, there's, you know, three spirits that are in your home still. There's one kind of like overarching spirit that doesn't want anyone to live in your home and is giving off kind of this negative energy. And there's another spirit who died from tuberculosis who used to Mm -hmm. live in your home. Yes. And he's been chasing your husband around. And that could be a reason why your husband is coughing so much. And then thirdly, you had mentioned that there was an old woman that really liked to follow my son around. She wasn't Mm -hmm. like a a malevolent spirit, but it might be creeping your your son out. Right. And so I thought, oh my gosh. And, And then there were other things too. I remember you said actually in my son's room, which we felt was had a kind of a strange energy that there was some post postnatal depression mm-hmm. in that room. And there was just a lot happening, you know, energetically in our house. Yeah. <laughs> and at that moment we thought, okay, well, there's of course, no question. Like we, we would like to clear everything. And we asked you about, you know, what you could do. And you said that you could clear the spirits and clear the energy and kind of bring in a protector of the space, but you couldn't do anything about the water. And you also had said that you don't often recommend that your clients like leave the property or move, but in this case, it might be a good idea because it could be really harmful for Mitch, especially. Mm -hmm. And so we had already been thinking about moving anyways. And so we thought, well, gosh, this is a really nice excuse or permission slip, right? Yes. To move forward with those ideas. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Probably quicker than you thought then. <laughs> quicker than I thought. But you know what? It all kind of came together. And we I remember thinking too about your questions. Like one of them was like, are you having a hard time selling your home or are you looking to sell your home? Energetic space clearing can be really helpful. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, we we want to clear it anyways, but if we're going to move, this could really help in the sale of our house. So yes, that totally. we decided to move forward with the space clearing. It was, it was great. Oh my God. Yeah. What a story. I, well, first of all, I have to share with everyone that I was so surprised when I logged on. Suddenly there was Emily, but also her husband, which never happens because usually it's just the, the woman of the household who presents herself on the call. That so is so I, interesting to me. <laughs> Yeah, I loved yeah seeing the two of you there and Mitch uh, equally involved and interested in what was happening. So I really enjoyed that aspect already. And so I just remember how bad I felt that I had to come back and share like the terrible news because I didn't even know you wanted or might sell the house. So for me, this was like devastating <laughs> to just have yes. to look. I don't think it's a good idea to stay there for too long. Yes, but totally. It was the energy. Of course, lots of it I could have cleared and I cleared it. But this element of the water that was so sickening to Mitch. Yeah, I didn't want him to get any sicker than he already was, of course. So, Mm -hmm. And the funny part was that in my 
as I was doing the space clearing and the space clearing guides came in at some point, they already showed me Mitch's higher self, like parts of his energy was already rooting in Costa Rica. <laughs> so so like crazy. Country. And he was happy there. Like in my vision, he was like really thriving <laughs> and smiling and he were getting along as a couple. And I think I shared with you guys then, look, his higher self doesn't even want to be there anymore. He's already somewhere else. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so it's weird that I have to tell people, look, it's better if you sell the house. But, you know, it's also my responsibility to share what I think is right. So I did yeah. that. And I just loved how you guys very quickly came to the conclusion that, yeah, let's clear the thing also for the next owners, which I love that you did that. So they can at least come into a more neutral space without spirits and without the divorce energy, which is a huge thing, by the way. It's a common phenomenon that when couples move into a divorce home, they start fighting and they start absorbing that divorce energy and just get divorced eventually. It's crazy. And a lot of well, I'm so crazy. grateful. I'm so grateful to you for sort of opening our eyes to this unseen world because prior to meeting you, we hadn't really given you know, energy, like a second thought. And I remember you saying that in other countries, it's very common to do clearings. Like mm. in the Western world, it's, it's really not, but like in Bali, for instance, you, I remember you saying mm. like, you would never purchase a property or a house without having someone assess it energetically first. Yeah, like, totally. It's like yeah. part of their culture. It's like no go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I loved how you guys then decided to sell the house, move on and not be so attached to, you know, about this house, uh, we should keep it. Right. Um, yes. And then I think not long after you guys decided to. We did. Yeah. We, I think it was that next week we contacted our realtor who we yes. had spoken with the year before and it didn't quite feel right. The timing was not right. But what's amazing is that we, contacted him and he said, Oh, you guys, this is a great time. Like the market housing market is really good for sellers. And so we ended up selling our home for like 25% more oh, than we amazing. would have the year prior. Nice. So, which is amazing. And we actually, it wasn't quite 25%. Yeah. It was around there, mm -hmm. but we I'm doing the math in my head. So we were excited about that. I, that prospect. And so we we ended up just kind of moving forward, like, okay, let's see what happens. And so we spoke to you in April. Mm -hmm. We put our home on the market at the end of May and so, <laughs> so quickly. And in, you know, in America, we have Memorial Day weekend, which is like a holiday weekend. But mm. uh, we'll just put it, we'll just put it up on the market, see what happens. And we sold the house in four days. So it was very quick. Amazing. And yeah, it was actually the first family that came in to see it. And so wow. we felt really good about it going to another family with a small child that, you know, could have a, an energetically clear home and actually yeah. enjoy our neighbors in the street that we had left behind. So it worked out beautifully. Like, and we, we, it, we could tell it was aligned because everything flowed, you know, we, we did put a lot of effort into preparing the house, you know, by painting and, you know, doing a few things clearing everything out, purging all mm. of our belongings, and then really deciding on our next move, which was interesting because we 
we were in this space before we talked with you about, gosh, we would really like to take a vacation. Like Costa Rica seems interesting. Maybe we take like a two week vacation there. But then we thought, well, gosh, we'd really like to sell our house. So like, what are we going to, you know, we can't take a vacation and like, where are we going to move? And so we thought, well, once we, you know, talked with you and you said, guess what? Like your Mitch's herself was already kind of in Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> you're intuiting or you had intuited that Costa Rica would be a good experience for us. We thought, well, gosh, what if we just take a big leap and do like one of our, you know, our older son, let's do his kindergarten here in Costa Rica. And that way we can sell our house, have this experience in Costa Rica and not have to worry about turning around so fast to find another place to live. And so I, I still can't believe it, but we were like, yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> so. I know. It's just amazing that your son, I think he was four or five at the time. Yeah, he was, I would have been four at the time. Yeah. Four, mm -hmm. yeah. So you just packed up and went to this whole new country and put him in the kindergarten. And we did. Yeah. Wow. It was just so wild. But it worked out. You know, we had some money from the sale of our home. My husband's able to work from anywhere. So we, he had some projects that were still active. Right. We took a little time. Yeah. We took a little time to research some schools, which we felt would be good anchors for us in Costa Rica. Like, okay, at least schools will kind of maybe drive where we end up exploring. So, yeah. So we did that and took a, it took a few weeks to explore the country and then landed, you know, in near where we are. So, yes. And then yeah. I remember, I don't even know where I was, probably in France, because I was traveling through France last summer. I got a message from you sharing some amazing news. Yes. So, <laughs> so two days before our flight left for Costa Rica, I suspected that I might be, pre I, that I was pregnant. And that wasn't really like in our plan at all. We had talked about having another child, you know, and I think, you know, during this, the period of time where we were really like arguing quite a bit, we thought like, well, it's not a good time, right. To bring a child into the world right now. when we're not feeling like, you know, solid in our relationship. And so, yeah. So that summer we just thought, you know what, like if this is meant to be, it will happen when it needs to. And so we're, we're kind of feeling ready for exploring, having another child. And so, yeah, we got pregnant right away, <laughs> which is hilarious because, you know, two days before our flight leaves, like we're already packed. I hadn't, we had stored all of our baby stuff in storage. Mm. Like I didn't have literally one single thing to bring with us. I didn't have maternity clothes. I had nothing. And so and it ended up working out better, I think this way. Mm -hmm. So we got to Costa Rica. I continue, you know, I was pregnant. And so we, I just really took advantage of the time here. You know, I was able to eventually take like a pregnancy test just to confirm, even though I already knew, but you know, you just want to make sure about these things, I guess. <laughs> and it was better to not travel with a whole bunch of, of stuff, you know, just a really a new part of myself emerged that was trusting in the universe like providing as things were needed and that we would find the right situation, you know, to give birth and also to, you know, get any clothes that we needed or whatever we needed. And so that's what happened. 
Yes, thank you so much for sharing. And I know there's a couple of things that are so inspiring that I, I want to talk about it. One is the fact that while you were pregnant, I think you met one or two other women who, like you, all felt they had to come to Costa Rica and they were all giving birth there for reasons unbeknownst to them why it had to be Costa Rica. But <laughs> there were a few of you that were flocking to this place to give birth from other countries. And I think one was from Peru, if I'm not huh? mistaken, and the other one, yes. I'm sure, maybe US as well. She actually was living in Guatemala at the time. Oh, right. So another, <laughs> yeah, another like Central American country. <laughs> so, oh. you know, what's funny, Lais, is like my, you know, if I could like go back five years, my my former self would be like horrified at this conversation, you know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? But now it just feels so natural. Like I, I remember in our space clearing call with you, you had said, when we had asked, like probing you about Costa Rica, you said, oh, like, it seems like your higher selves just really want to have an experience there. And we thought, okay, but it then became obvious that like, oh no, like you were meant to give birth there. That was mm -hmm. the experience. Like you were meant yes. to have this child there. And so, yes, I, during my pregnancy, I met a woman, another American who lived in Guatemala for several years. She met her partner there. She was, I think, 30 weeks pregnant when mm. she got this intuitive download about like, you need to go to Costa Rica to have this baby. And there was no rhyme or reason. It was just like, you know, this overwhelming feeling that she had. And so she, her and her partner actually separated, um, mm. which made it, I think, a little easier for her. So she came to Costa Rica and she quickly found, you know, a midwife and mm. Um, a place to live. And she had some support from her parents at the time. Wow. And she had an inheritance, I believe, to be able mm. to like purchase a home. But yeah, she ended up giving birth here. And she, all she said was like, I just had this overwhelming feeling that I need to, to give birth to my daughter here. And I, I just thought to myself, oh, that's interesting. You know, not realizing that like I was experiencing the exact same thing. And so I also met another woman who, another American actually, who doesn't, who didn't grow up too far from me in Illinois, mm -hmm. who lived in Peru for 15 years, wow. met her Peruvian partner there, gave birth to a baby there, was living in Cusco, which is mm -hmm. near Machu Picchu mm -hmm. on the way up to the, you know, in the Andes. She started like a, a retreat center. She had a very full life there with in-laws and family nearby and very quickly after she got pregnant, got a download saying like, you know, feeling into like, you need to be in the rainforest. And Costa Rica was like, what came to mind in order to, you know, give birth to this soul that wants to come in. And so oh, she also moved here like halfway through her this pregnancy. Is, this is totally led by spirit. This is really no coincidence. You think so? Three of you had to go there at this specific time to give birth. There must have Isn't been strange. I know. Yeah. And the exact same area too. It's like not even, I and mean, who knows, maybe there's other women in other parts of Costa Rica, but we are also, we are in the Southern zone of Costa Rica in like the, the it's called like the wet rainforest. So it's on the Pacific side and um, a very specific like microclimate and like all three of us are here there's other Amazing. women that are here too giving birth so yeah. I don't know if it's I mean you you would be able to speak to this but I know that you had recently mentioned like oh your baby wanted to be born here mm. and 
it's a beautiful place to give birth. Like we are surrounded as I speak right now, like we're in the rainforest. So I, all I hear is like a rushing river and like birds chirping and I can see the ocean and besides construction going on around us, like it's very quiet. Beautiful. So a beautiful place. Yeah. Yes. So I really wanted to thank you for sharing, by the way. I think it's just such an inspiration to hear that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and when I retell the story, I'm also inspired by it. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I can't believe this happened. Beautiful. But then Thank even you. further along, like as we, you know, you were pregnant and then you were about to give birth. Another inspiring story here that I want Emily to share with all of you is how she gave birth, because that was very different to your first birth that you gave in the US. Can you share a bit what you did? Sure. So um, with my first pregnancy, we were in Seattle and I had a very fleeting thought about doing a home birth and I had some family members unprompted be like, well, I hope you're not doing a home birth, you know, out there with your first baby and blah, blah, blah. And this was six years ago. And I, you know, and I remember internalizing those messages thinking like, oh yeah, that's crazy, you know, to do. And so I hired a doula. I found a very, I found like a female OBGYN team, right? that really champions like vaginal births. And I, I thought to myself, like, this is it, like, this is great. You know, I'm going to come in with like my birth plan and like really be able to like make it be my way and all the things. And so I was very prepared and I also had found a new love with nutrition. And so I was very conscious about what I was putting in my body and I was exercising. Like I was, I was very proud of myself actually for, for what I had done. And so when it came time to give birth, I progressed very quickly. And so when the doula came to my house, she said, you know, she said something like, if you, if you want to give an, if you want to do a natural birth in the hospital, you need to wait until you're very far along before we leave, because the act of like getting up, getting in the car, changing your environment, it disrupts your hormones so much that like birth can stall. Right. Nice. And I didn't realize that birth is such a physiological process. It is like literally, it's just like a biological thing, right? You're, you need to feel safe. You need to feel like comfortable enough to get in the zone to give birth. And so, so I thought, okay. And so I progressed very quickly. And then I was like ready to push this baby out as we were like <laughs> leaving the house. And so <laughs> she's like, next time we'll, we'll leave a little sooner. And so we got to the hospital and long story short, they weren't ready for us. You know, there were a lot of things that happened. Like, you know, my, my birth completely, my labor completely stalled. So I was pushing and pushing without contractions for like two hours, which wow. I look back on, it's like ludicrous. And yeah, so I ended up doing a hospital birth and it was fine. We had a happy baby, a happy, healthy baby. Mm -hmm. um, and it was okay. Would I do it again? No. Like I wanted, I wanted to just have my own experience. Mm -hmm. So I told my husband, if I said, Hey, if we make the decision to have another child, would you be open to doing a home birth? I really want to do that. And he said, sure. So when we discovered we were pregnant and going to Costa Rica, I told him, I said, it's still really important to me to do a home birth. And he, he was just, you know, bless him. He was just like, all right, I trust you. Like, we'll figure it out. You know? Um, yeah. So there's, you know, kind of 
there's so much to giving birth, right? And I really feel for women who have like traumatic experiences in the hospital or, you know, feel that like the hospital saved them and, you know, they were able to give birth because of a medical practitioner. On the opposite end of that, there are women who do like free birthing, Mm -hmm. which is amazing, right? It's like where you just literally give birth by yourself or with your partner. There's no medical attendee. Mm -hmm. And to us, that felt a little extreme. It kind of Mm -hmm. felt like in some circles, you know, it's talked about like, this is like another trauma response. It's like a trauma response to like the medical system, right? Where like you are alone, like historically women, right? They give birth in the presence of other women. Mm -hmm. And so I, I definitely wanted that female support. So we made the, set the intention, like, we'd love to find a midwife here. And so we found a midwife very serendipitously. My husband took our our son out to breakfast one morning during my first trimester where I was like exhausted and just wanting to rest. And this American family had like a dad that was wearing an Oklahoma shirt. And in my husband's world, (laughs) Oklahoma is like a a really amazing football rival to his beloved (laughs) Nebraska Huskers. And so they (laughs) went off right away, right? They're chatting. And then somehow got on the subject of like me being pregnant and that his son had done a home birth, like Mm -hmm. him and his wife had done a home birth here. And so they recommended this midwife who ended up being our midwife and she is incredible. So we ended up working with her. And so it's a long story, but we, we ended up, I ended up going into labor a little bit early. So we, mm-hmm. we ended up using a recommendation by her, another midwife. And so we, yeah, it all worked out actually very well. Like we ended up doing a home birth and there was no medical intervention. I had chosen to not do ultrasounds this time or like any sort of glucose testing or, you know, the things that women typically have to go to through mm-hmm. in like a Western culture. I will say the other reason we felt very strongly about doing home birth, especially in Costa Rica is because the moment that you set foot in a hospital, you are, your chances of having like a cesarean birth or a C-section is 90%. That is like, yeah, like the rate is extremely high. Like 30% is very high. And that's, I think it's like 30 or 35% in the U S. Um, that's the percentage of cesarean births. And in mm. Central America, it's almost all of them. And so oh. that was the exact opposite, right? <laughs> of what I wanted to do. Yes, so, totally. Yes. So yes, I don't know if that answers your question, but we- It does. And now baby Mateo is there. He's the cutest thing. Thank you. Yes. Happy yes. healthy little boy. Happy healthy little boy. We felt extremely supported by the midwives that we were working with. The original midwife that we had hired, she knows everybody in Costa Rica. You know, it's a small country and she knows all the midwives all over. And so it was great to just be held and, you know, supported by these women. Excuse me. She had a wonderful doula that she recommended and it was such a peaceful experience. It was just so nice. And then to be able to enjoy this postpartum time in nature, like we are, Mm -hmm. is like the greatest gift. So beautiful. We were exchanging voice messages a few weeks ago, I believe. And you said something yes. along the lines, how empowered you feel now that you went through all of this experience with the home birthing and all of it. And that was just so nice to hear, you know. <laughs> Thank you. 
It yeah. was beautiful. I mean, I met you a year ago, over a year ago, and you're so different now than before. <laughs> like, you look different. You have totally different energy. It's just a whole different oh, Ebony. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know what? I, I've said this before to you, but our session with you was such a catalyst. Like, I can't say it enough. It was so activating to work with you and to just have a lot of our intuitive feelings validated. Like, yeah house isn't right. This life isn't right. You know, there's more for you. I love that. That sometimes my job is purely giving this permission slip to people who yes. really need to hear it, but they had already suspected it somehow. But as you're talking about activations, I just want to dive into that as well, because I want people to spend more time with people who activate them. And by activating, I mean, your life expands, you feel more inspired, your energy grows. And that's what Emily has done to me because what happened after I did her space clearing and she moved to Costa Rica, I was on her podcast. So you invited me to be on your podcast. And yeah, we talked about the whole story on your podcast too. And I'm going to link your podcast, of course, in the description for people to find it. But since then, I had so many people signing up for discovery calls and getting an assessment for their space and going ahead with space clearings and, and after that even becoming clients because I'm a healer so they come for you know healing packages and amazing clients too like really beautiful women that I'm so honored to be working with and it's just done like this expansion on my space clearing business and my business in general and also because of Emily, I started my first podcast. So deeply inspired by everything she does. I did a <laughs> podcast for female business owners. And so this podcast here now is my second podcast. But again, I wouldn't have started the first one without Emily and surely not the second one. Purely because she's just such an inspiration of how she shows up. Her podcast, she does it so professionally. I love her podcast. So I want everybody to jump on it. And I want everybody to think about who are the people in your life who activate you, who make you become a better person, like who makes you grow, who makes you expand, not just professionally, but even like, you know, private life. Because that's the people we need to surround ourselves with more and then less so the other who where the energy extracts and where we feel like little and where we feel disempowered. And yeah, so I'm just so yeah. grateful that, you know, you are this person in my life and <laughs> in touch and, uh, you know, it just, it's beautiful. So thank you for that. Oh, likewise, Lais. I mean, I, I'm so grateful that we're friends now and just to have had this experience, you know, I will say at the time it felt like a bit scary, right. To dive into this unknown world that I really love so much, like, because a lot of people around me at the time, I think thought we were crazy and I'm sure mm. still do, you know, they look <laughs> at our lives are like, what are you guys doing? You know, but it feels, as you said, it feels really expansive to follow these intuitive hits that we're getting. And also to be friends with people that, that light us up like you, you know, mm. and, um, are taking us places that we don't even know yet. And so we, yeah, I would just say, you know, to anyone that's, curious to really pursue those little nudges that you have, even if it feels really scary. 
I know. And you guys did amazing with that. Like, I'm really so proud of you guys. <laughs> I mean, your son, your son who's five now, he is learning Spanish. He's going, you know, to school. He's meeting all these international kids that he's playing with. And I think he's in a Spanish football club, soccer club. Yes. Yeah. He's playing huh. soccer. He's like in a soccer league now. And <laughs> it's amazing to look at him and just just realize how much he's grown yeah. not just physically but like yeah emotionally spiritually like he's very you know aware like kids that are coming into the world now are just so much more like conscious and aware of things you know and they don't have all this baggage like we do yeah absolutely so, no yeah you, you guys did so well and it was just so beautiful to witness your journey my god and also thank you for sharing it here so openly with uh, with the podcast Thank you. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> so what I also wanted to mention, just in case anybody needs a copywriter, Emily has spaces maybe for one or two projects. So if anybody mm -hmm. needs professional copywriting, be it for your brand, be it for a website or sales page, I know you do amazing work on that. Well, thank you. Do you do, by the way, do you do any consultancy for people starting their own podcast and they need somebody to come in, tell them what to do? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only worked, I haven't like, I don't have a huge like client roster on that, but yes, I've helped yeah. a couple people now start their own podcasts and would be happy to consult with anybody that's interested or just like overwhelmed, right. By the beginnings of a podcast and what to do and would be happy to guide anyone that is seeking guidance. Love it. I'm going to link one of the episodes that I already had with you on my other podcast where we talked yes. about how to start your own free podcast. But of course, there's so much more to it. And I'm sure everybody can benefit from some coaching or consultancy or even just, you know, you're so good at holding people's hands and helping them with their mindset. I know you did that for me. <laughs> I was freaking <laughs> out. I'm so glad. Well, I'm so glad you like followed through on it. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. So it's a whole journey, yeah, the podcasting world. So if anybody needs, you know, somebody amazing as Emily to hold your hand, to work on your mindset, and also the technical aspects, of course, she's your girl. So please Thank do you. get in touch. Yeah, all the details will be below on the podcast description. But that concludes our talk for now, my dear. I know we talked quite a bit. I hope you're not too exhausted. <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> super fun. Oh, nice. Okay, so thank you so much. And for the listeners thank you so much for tuning in leave us a review if you enjoy the podcast and i'll see you in the next episodes so goodbye for now wonderful thanks ladies bye <laughs>